Creative Zombie Studios presents the Subjective Comedy Podcast with Brad Scott. Brad Scott is a mediocre comedian from Indianapolis. This is his show. If you don't think it's funny, remember, comedy is subjective. All right, we're going to talk cancel culture. We're going to talk federal agents just throwing people into vans and not having any candy on them. Um, And we're going to give a preview of the funniest... Indianapolis person contest question mark all that and more on this week's objective comedy Dan who's bringing us the show as always today's subjective comedy podcast is brought to you by DIY jokers DIY jokers is a comedy collective started by comedians Brad Scott Brent Hune, and Dave Landau pick up official shirts and hoodies at teespring.com slash store slash DIY jokers DIY jokers they don't know much but they know comedy and also by Creative Zombie Studios, Indianapolis elite podcast studio that produces subjective comedy, along with an amazing line of other shows like Shift Drink and Shadow Nation. Check them out wherever you get your podcasts. Great work on the fly. <laughs> I had just thought, oh yeah, Cold Cinnamon Cavalcade dissipated. Is he going to read it? He did not. Well done. Are you getting drunk? Uh, well, you know, I, I figured that it might be a good idea to, to quit drinking for a little while. Uh, you know, I've been, been, been drinking a lot, and uh, it just it seemed like a good idea to, to quit for a little while. And he just quit quitting. I'm also a liar. <laughs> and is that a, is that a local uh, brewed beer you're you're drinking there? No, the uh, the beer's a, a Miller Lite. Uh, the whiskey. Is the <laughs> bourbon from Indiana Whiskey Company up in South Bend? Uh, really, really delicious uh, whiskey company. Uh, the previous distillery that I was working with uh, opted to not call me back after I spoke with one of their managers about setting up a a tour to take some pictures and give them some free advertising. So we'll go with uh, we'll go with Indiana Whiskey because they're All nice. Right. I feel like the show is like a dimmer switch for Dan. It starts here, and then gradually as the show goes, it just gets darker and darker until it's just black. <laughs> Finch, what are you drinking? Oh, you know I'm drinking 100% apple juice with an added ingredient of absorbic acid. I've not been able to prove it's 100%, uh, so I'm going to ask you to hold off on percentages for legal reasons. All right, Mark, what are you drinking tonight, bud? <laughs> uh, Vodka. Just vodka and monster. It's, it's, it comes in a bottle that just has a white label. It says <laughs> yeah, it's, vodka. it's government vodka. It's got three X's. That's it. <laughs> Rob, are you drinking? Of course. When have you never seen me? When have you ever seen me not drinking? I am drinking from West Fork Whiskey Company, B Street Blues, and I am starting to think as much as I am sharing the whiskey and the different companies that I'm drinking from and Dan too. We need to get out to reach out to them and like see if we can get some bottles <laughs> because we have definitely been giving a lot of free advertisement the last few weeks. I, I tried with uh, Starlight and I didn't even lead with looking for free stuff. I led with, let me come down there, take a couple pictures because I've been talking about you a bunch on the podcast and I'd love to put you up on our social media. And they said, we'll get back to you. And that was on Monday. So, fuck them. <laughs> I just love the way the sequence of that. They said we'll get back to you. <laughs> then they looked at our social media. They were like, "We're good." <laughs> they must be former so comedy club managers. No, I'll get back to you. 
<laughs> Keep sending them your avails, Dan. <laughs> All right, uh, we're gonna we're gonna talk uh, either Portland or cancel calls. Let's start with Portland because it's more topical. Uh, Rob, you brought this up. Uh, what's going on in Portland? Before you um, start, Rob, did he say it's more topical, like a cream, or like a current topic? Yeah. We can go with that one. My bad. I'm going back to my apple juice. <laughs> Apparently, you have the vocabulary of someone who drinks apple juice on the regular as well. I gotta, I gotta come up with a sound for when Finch does that. <laughs> Rob, go ahead. What's going on in Portland? Um. So, um. Right now, there are some. There's some type of federal police force that are manning the streets of Portland. Um, and grabbing people off the streets and one of the things that is probably like, I think it's just as far as a hell of a visual, there have been a group of mothers who have been protesting, um, just, uh, in support of Black Lives Matter, systemic racism, other issues. And these federal authorities are just out pushing and clubbing and pepper spraying mothers who are out on the street protesting change, you know, like beyond just kind of like the constitutional um, rights of U.S. citizens in general. It's just a hell of a visual to see grown men pushing women um, who are protesting to protect the lives of people. So that's always been something that I, I pay a lot of attention to, separate from the politics and the human rights side of it, just these are some just bad optics. Like, what are you hoping to accomplish by being on camera beating up moms or like that Old Navy people. vet who, the, the, the Navy vet who just walked up to these people and said, what branch are you in and why are you not honoring your oath? And then they beat the shit out of him. Like, yep. the separate completely from how horrible the human rights side of it is, how horrible the politics of it is, what are they hoping to accomplish with the optics of this shit unless it's to scare people into staying home? And that's clearly not fucking working. No, that's that's what the attempt is because the federal officers were sent there to protect federal property. So like federal buildings, stuff like that. But none of the protesters that they're either throwing in unmarked vans without telling them what they're doing and holding them for, you know, multiple days um, or beating are on federal property. But even if they were just, again, to take it back to the optics of this, like where there's video of a woman uh, like with a flower for, for a cop. And then the next instant she's getting pepper sprayed in the face. Like right. just, from a strategy standpoint, they are fucking it up. Like they're being awful, but then also they're not winning. So like they're being bad people, but they're also not accomplishing their goals and they're just looking worse and worse. So I don't understand what they're actually trying to accomplish at this point. Cause all it's doing is pushing back on the protesters more and making the protesters push back harder. Right. So separate from they're bad people, they're doing bad things. They're doing those bad things and making themselves look like shit on camera. And I don't understand why you would do that. Well, they're also not really being held accountable per se, because they have no names and their faces are covered and all that stuff. So you can't tell whether it's you or me or Mark or any of us out there. Um, if we were, obviously, if we were cops and federal police in Portland, which we're not, 
Um, I don't even have a joke. It was very clever that you left Rob off that list. Yeah. You'd be able to tell if it was him versus us. Uh, <laughs> Thank you. That's fair. <laughs> yeah, it's just it's it's weird that they don't have any sort of accountability, but at, at the same time, uh, a handful of police have been getting doxxed as well just because their names are on their uniform and protesters are taking their names, putting their information out there, and then people are going to their houses. Um, so that's that's one of the... I don't want to say excuses, but one of the reasons that they've all removed their names and just put badge numbers on their uniforms, which are very hard to see. But they're also not even all doing that. Like, you've got just dudes in BDUs jumping out of a rental car and grabbing somebody, which, uh, based on the Geneva Convention, means that they're an unlawful enemy combatant. Like, when we were targeting people in Iraq, when they didn't have a visible uniform or command structure— that was one of the reasons they didn't get the same pr- protections in our prisons as POWs did, because they were considered unlawful enemy combatants. So, like, this is another example of the government treating our people worse than we treat enemy soldiers. Like, we're not allowed to use fucking tear gas in theater either. So I just, uh, I'm going to sound like a broken record here, but I don't get what they hope to accomplish looking this fucking bad. Right, they can't even use pepper spray uh, overseas in a war zone because pepper spray is a chemical irritant. Even though it's 100% organic, you can probably get it at Whole Foods. Oh, I thought there was more to that thought. Sorry. No, yeah, I was, I was done. I was just saying something about pepper spray. My fault. Yeah, so they are just pulling people into vans and questioning them. And Rob, where did you say that they're they're supposed to possibly be this coming weekend? Chicago, New York, um, I've heard Louisville, Atlanta, um, pretty much any major city that has a Democratic mayor. Um, You know, so I would expect if this rolls out, Indianapolis would eventually make the list as well. Um, But supposedly definitely definitely Chicago. Now, the challenge in Chicago is the mayor of Chicago has come out so strongly against it. and some of the conversations taking place now is what's potentially about to happen is um, the uh, president's administration is actually get like positioning federal troops, putting them in a position where they are actually probably going to stand off against police officers first, because now you have mayors who are saying, as they come in, we need the police force to step, to shut them off as they're coming in. So now you're about to have this visual of, we already had a visual of this federal authority attacking moms. Now we have this potential um, visual of a federal police force standing up against the police force of major American cities. And it almost kind of looks like, like a civil war or some kind of pitch. Oh, I just wanted to note that uh, you use the term federal troops, and this has been done in the media as well, multiple times. Um, and then you said federal police force. And I, I'm hoping it's clear to the public, which it's not, just like it's probably not clear to us at this point, that troops generally refers to airmen, Marines, soldiers, sailors, sometimes even Coast Guardsmen and whatever the fuck they call the Space Force dudes. Right. That to me, that's troops to most Americans. When they hear the word troops, that's what they that's what they envision. But when you say federal police officers now, that's federal police officers. For my clarification, I don't believe that they're talking about putting any actual military personnel out there, just federal police. And correct me if I'm wrong, because I'm just not 100 percent sure. 
the that's problem is we one don't of the know. Things, yeah, we don't know, and that's one of the things, one of the conversations I heard today, because there are people who are watching the video and they're looking at the way um, whoever these guys are out on the street, they're looking at what they're doing, and a lot of experts are saying, these are military-trained people. This is not this is not a law enforcement authority. Like the way they are carrying things out, they're looking at things. They're looking at like this. These are these, and I can it's probably a mix. But that's the thing. We don't know who. But they're looking at like like some of these guys have military training. Some people could tell the difference between the training that a police officer will receive, the training that um, an FBI agent will receive, and then you can look at the way a somebody from the army or the Marines would handle a situation. And they're like, there's a mix. So, and that's like to Mark's point, we do not know who these people are, and that's a problem. That's a huge problem. If they show up in Indianapolis, would it be weird if we all rented a van, uh, dressed up in the the BDUs, and snatched one of those guys up and started interviewing them and see what who they are and what they're doing there? Well, that's one of the other issues. One of the other issues is that there are known far-right militia groups that dress like that and do shit like that who, uh, in other hot zones, have talked about going in to help the police quell the rioters and shit. So when this all started, we didn't know if it was federal police or if it was just shitty militia dudes grabbing people off the street. So... Like, first off, they're also never coming to Indianapolis because it's a red state. But uh, even if they did come here, we could fucking do it because nobody knows who these people are. And if somebody asks, oh, we're patriotic sons or some shit, make up a name that sounds like a militia and no one is going to doubt that we're doing something that we should be doing. Okay, so... We've now gone from recording every Thursday to uh, we're going to rent a van and snatch up federal agents. Officers. We don't know that they're federal agents. That's the thing. If we know they're federal agents, it's a felony. If and we this don't is all know, hypothetical. Yeah, yeah it's a different felony. Keep saying allegedly and we'll be fine. Right. <laughs> I don't want to give them the whole plan. Then they start saying things like premeditated and first degree and all that stuff. And I'm just I'm not down with that. So where do you see this lead? What do you see this leading to? Oh gosh! A hell of an episode of this podcast. <laughs> Indeed. Yeah. Are you talking about if we rent the van, or are you talking about? No, 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 no. Oh, no. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> if we rent the van and pull one of these guys off, and we like this is the interview for the day. No, that's so, that's <laughs> this so, is so, the, so we, could, we could just say that's we met him at a gas station because hey, that's where we picked him up from. <laughs> We're gonna have to bring back backpack productions for an episode. Dan's just Dan's getting them prepped, clipping a mic to him. Hey, can you go ahead and count to ten for me, please? Uh, I don't know what you're talking about. We'll tell them we're in the bang bus. All right, now listen, federal agent. When I say thank you for joining us today, that is not your cue to talk. I'm going to just do that. I'm gonna give your credits, and then I'm gonna bring you in with a question. And here's the thing: we're gonna talk about what I've been drinking, and we're also gonna do who the episodes brought to us. Look, <laughs> <laughs> we'll we you. Independent militia. If you need to raise your, if you need to talk, just raise your hand, and we'll get to you. <laughs> oh yeah, no, we're gonna tie your hand, so I guess you're gonna have to nod. We're gonna need you to just nod whenever you want to talk. Um, and we stepped over Finch's bang bus um, joke, which um, my sick twist in mind automatically get <laughs> no, no i i heard it i just kept going <laughs> <'Cause>... 
I and that, know. sir, is how you get charged with assault. <laughs> what do you think the deploying of federal police in Portland is going to lead to across the country? People dying? Yeah. People Because the people, protesters have shown they're not backing down. Uh, that or people getting suicided? Is the reason we're not going to have them here is because we're a red state or because everybody pretty much gave up on uh, protesting and uh, IMPD did its job by just convincing us all to move on and forget about it? Uh, I think that that is part of it. The Indianapolis protesters backed down pretty quick uh, despite the same bullshit tactics from across the rest of the country. Um, I mean, we talked about Lucas Waterfill getting fucking hit with tear gas. Like, so it, it, it's bizarre that Indy backed down so quickly, but, uh, like, I haven't heard about massive protests in Detroit either, but they're talking about sending troops to Detroit. I feel like they were going to do that anyways. <laughs> so, they had a protest that are going on in Portland, which have never died down. Um, they were like 50, 50 something straight days of protests. So the other cities they're talking about are the cities that have high crime. So Detroit, Chicago, Atlanta, Louisville. And from working in Chicago and living on the south side of Chicago, there was conversation about bringing in the National Guard once before. And somebody from the National Guard um, from like high up had come in to speak about it, and he told people who were requesting National Guard, he said, you do not want the National Guard to come in and police your streets because we're going to treat everybody like they're the enemy because when we activate people, we treat everybody like they're potentially a threat. Now, the issue I have is if you are going to move in, because one of the things I think people don't take into account with a lot of people who are in the streets is that they don't really have an opinion about politics or government and you have guys who are in the streets who are already armed like crazy there is the potential that you know what i'm gonna fire back and, and now you don't have just like protesters moms in the street who are being pushed now you potentially have guys who are like forget it we're gonna post up on the street if i die I die and, and you know that's a that's a completely different conversation but you have guys who are out there on the streets who are like, ready, like, you know what, forget it. I'm just going to shoot. Whatever happens, happens. So what's the end result in Portland? Well, I'm, I can't for the life of me understand why, like, as quickly as you can usually get some type of federal court to to have a rule, I can't understand like what is taking, like I've heard some things about at least having a judge say that these officers have to identify themselves. They have to like say who they are. They have to have some type of identification. And I'm thinking, why wouldn't you just have a judge say, you know what, right now this needs to cease, like this needs to stop. And then the federal government has to make a much better case for uh, sending federal officers or whatever they are into the streets. Um, I like. I don't understand what can be done. I don't know what can be what cities are thinking, but at some point in time, I imagine like you have to go in front of a judge and go, "We need you to say this can't happen." Someone's gonna have to blink first, and I don't see it being the protesters. Like it's we're 
we're at a point where both sides keep escalating and there's not a lot further that you can escalate before people start dying. And I don't want that to happen, but I don't see a way for it to end unless, like Rob was talking about, someone gets a judge to tell the government to back the fuck off. Like, because neither side wants to back down. And the protesters aren't going to back down because they view it as fighting for their lives. And the federal side of it, they're following orders from just people who are not being held accountable. So until someone, like, until someone figures out a way to just release some of this pressure, it's it's going get, to keep getting worse. I think it's great that uh, we had, you posed that question to four fairly irreverent dudes and none of us wanted to speak up because I think we all, and we could, we didn't even make a joke about it. Uh, it's just, it's so bad and it's going to get so bad unless something happens, uh, like a judge stepping in and saying something, which I don't foresee happening. And I think we're all worldly enough that we know that shit is just going to hit the freaking fan. And there's really nothing we can do about it per se. Um, Cause if I go tell a judge, he needs to say something. I mean, he's, he's going to say something and it's not going to be polite. You know, I, I can't tell the pro- protesters anything. So I'm just going to sit back and watch the world burn. If you will. One of the things that I've thought about is outside of Portland, for the most part, protests have died down. For the most yeah. part, protests have died down. This almost kind of seems like what is a way to get this back into the news cycle to for people to see people in the streets attacking officers or doing whatever, like whatever the visual is that they think people are going to see. Because for the most part, it had gotten to the point where, you know what, there was actual conversation. There were policy conversations that were taking place. There were complete and total changes to structure. People were actually having conversations about systemic change. And it's almost kind of like, no, we need to light the match again to get people back out into the streets. Because that's almost better for business than having conversations about how the future of this country is really going to look. Well, also, like, back on that topic, like, if the the two sides aren't fighting each other then they fight the system like if if the protesters and the police they both want change like the police don't want to be a babysitter and they don't want to come out and deal with mental health shit and they don't want to have to come and mediate fights for no reason like they don't want to do that stuff they want to protect the peace that's what most police officers want to do the the protesters don't want people to die. They don't want the cops to have all this power because cops have all the power in the situation. So if both sides are fighting each other and you can show that on CNN and on Fox News and on BBC and all this shit, then the the perception is, oh, they still hate each other. So no conversation's going to take place. So until it stops making so much money, because it does, because every time... You know, another person gets kidnapped. It's a million more clicks or a million more hits on this website or whatever. Until that changes and people can have actual, meaningful, impactful conversations, it's going to keep happening. So it it, it is a great, you know, way to keep it in the news cycle, you know. And, you know, Donald Trump looks like the hero because he's sending in the federal troops to corral the the protesters and stop the the people from burning the city who were literally just standing there 
I like, really don't think anybody, even his supporters, are calling him a hero for anything yet. But but no, I mean, you, there are a large group. Look through the comment section of any news article posted about him. Like there's a large that. group. Yeah, I'm afraid what I might see. Yeah, it's it's rough, but I I do it for you know the need to feel smart. Um, so <laughs> bad for your blood pressure, buddy. I can get you some medication from the VA if you need it. Nah, I'm good. But uh, but like yeah, until until they can get it out of the news long enough for people to have real conversations, it's it's not going to change. And it's a hell of a risk to play because history does repeat itself. And when you think about if you go back to the civil rights movement, the thing that really changed the perception of the protesters and the freedom riders was when white women were watching the news and there was that point where they couldn't accept police beating up kids regardless of what the culture regardless of the color was of those those kids so it's almost kind of like they run the risk of actually doing something that's going to get caught on camera and played repeatedly where finally a group of people be it white women or whoever but supporters go you know what yeah, that's too much. I can't, I can't support this. Um, but that's what happens when you have people who are making decisions who don't understand, who don't have empathy. They don't understand empathy, and they don't understand that the thing that actually changed the narrative in the 1960s was like people just got sick of seeing black kids getting beat the hell up in the streets of Birmingham. Yeah. I do think one of the most important things is this stays in the news cycle. But did you guys see Martha Stewart's selfie? How the hell did you go? God, you are the most ADD motherfucker. Hey, she's friends with Snoop Dogg, so she counts. Yeah. Uh, that, I, don't, I don't know. I don't see what the big deal is. Martha can that get it. That was a pretty sexed up selfie there. Goddamn. Yeah, Martha can get it. Chelsea Handler copied it, and Martha just burned her on it. She was like, yeah, you. Uh, my pool is nicer. <laughs> Speaking of class shaming, is Martha going to get canceled? Which brings us to cancel culture, which is our next topic. Uh, so, who? Are they, Rob, is this you again? I think it's all of us. I mentioned something. Um, I think probably the one that's interesting, Nick Cannon, squeaky clean Nick Cannon, is being faced with being canceled right now. I mean, he's already been let go of. Was NBC. it NBC? But Fox yep. is holding up. Fox is holding on to him right now. But squeaky clean Nick Cannon has gotten canceled for anti-Semitic language. But I don't even like because I read the interview. I didn't listen to it. I read like the snippets or whatever. But I don't think he was careful. No, I don't think no. he was being anti-Semitic. I think the guy he was interviewed had said anti-Semitic shit in the past, and he brought him up, brought it up, and didn't go at him for it. And I think no. that's what happened. Nope, 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 nope. Big no. Nope. Okay. Uh, so, so okay, let's add some context to this real quick, Dan. I'm sorry, I'm like, but no, please, the person he was talking please. to was Professor Griff from <laughs> Public Enemy, who back in the '90s almost got Public Enemy canceled. <laughs> For anti-Semitic language. So not just anti-Semitic language. Like Prof. Griff straight up said it would be good if the Palestinians invaded Israel and killed all the Jews. That's not just like oh. anti-Semitic yeah. language. That's I would like, call that anti-Semitic. All the Jews should die. It, anti-Semitic language, like yes, it counts, but anti-Semitic language 
is a very sort of brushed over way of describing what he said. Anti-Semitic language is like, oh, that guy's got a big nose. Jews run Hollywood or whatever. Right. So let's not give all our examples, guys. No, the stuff that Prof (laughs) said was absolute genocide, not necessarily anti-Semitic. His was genocidal, genocidic. Yeah. From there, Nick Cannon first off brought up some Rothschild conspiracy theories and then at one point said that Prof, people got mad at you because you were speaking the truth, man. Like, he didn't just not go at him. He propped up what he was saying. And then Newsweek, for whatever reason, Newsweek only reported that Nick Cannon had said that black people can't be anti-Semitic because they're the true Hebrews. Like, that was the only thing Newsweek reported that he said. They left out all the other shit. And so everyone was like, well, Nick, this is bullshit. Nick Cannon's getting canceled for that. Like, if that was what he said, it would have been bullshit. Right. But, like, he propped up what Prof. Griff said in the 90s and then also layered on the Rothschilds conspiracy about them controlling everything in the media. And so, like, Nick Cannon has a bad habit of running off at the mouth and losing jobs for it. And this is just the biggest example of him doing that. Is this him just trying to get some street cred somewhere? Because he doesn't Probably. have any. I mean, he was he does wild and out, man. He married his street cred. Yeah. I mean, and, uh, you know, uh, do you blame so him? I want these are the last two Nick Cannon headlines uh, on Google. Are you ready? This was ten hours ago. Nick Cannon says he's an empty, broken vessel. After anti-Semitic remarks, I made a lot of people mad. (laughs) And then this is from 54 minutes ago. Uh, Nick Cannon visits Jewish human rights group, learns about Holocaust after (laughs) anti-Semitic comments. You never heard of him before? No, he probably learned more about it. Oh, I bet he learned about the Holocaust. Come on. But I just like the like I like the idea of like Nick Cannon literally didn't know about that there was a Holocaust. It was just like, like oh, so happened? this is why what Prof Griff said wasn't cool. I'm not <laughs> saying it's not here, plausible. Uh, from a couple weeks ago. Who was that again? You said a- Adolf. Who, who me? No, who was the football player from a couple weeks ago? Russell Wilson, maybe. Russell, Russell, I can't imagine him saying anything controversial. So someone else, I can't remember uh the player but he um made some really dumb comments um you've got to be way more specific yeah way more specific because <laughs> I'm, good I'm drew Brees. No, no that was too long ago it was are you sure because this pandemic will fuck up your timeline and, and like it, it, no, he, he said some dumb shit a couple years ago and then doubled down on it like a month and a half ago deshaun jack now he's the leader of the yeah. room it was Deshaun Jackson. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So he made some anti-Semitic stuff on social media. And then, like, another player reached out to him. And he was like, yo, bro, that's not cool. And it was, like, a Jewish player. And he was like, hey, that's not cool. Like, let's get together and I'll teach you about this shit and why it's not cool. And Man, I'm about and to sound he'll... extremely racist. There's a Jewish football player. I give it, and then Deshaun Let me find Jackson out who it is. Mark's got to look up who it is. <laughs> I just, Jewish player will I teach him Deshaun about the Jackson. Holocaust, and Russell Wilson will teach him to dance. It's a new buddy comedy coming from Fox Studios, because we'll still hire anyone. 
It was uh, a quote attributed to Hitler, by the way. Uh, Oh, good. Oh, Deshaun Jackson quoted Hitler. On his Twitter. Yeah. Did he at least attribute it to, like, did he cite the reference properly? Yeah, it was a picture from a book. It was not Mein Kampf. So he didn't even (laughs) put in words? He just took a picture? (laughs) Oh my god, I gotta find who the player was. Talk about other things. Yeah, I mean, we should be able to Google Jewish football player. I don't imagine it'll be a big list. <laughs> I don't think you have to click see more for that one. Is it Janikowski? No. Janikowski would have just been drunk offering to teach him about that. And isn't he German? I think that's Gronkowski you're thinking of, Brad. <laughs> well, Jan- no, Janikowski was a drunk. All right, here we go. The Jewish yeah. Virtual Library. Jews in the National Football League. Oh, wow. They gave everyone by you. That's, that's not All right, right, gang. It's been a really fun last episode ever. Uh, of Mitchell, <laughs> it was Mitchell Schwartz. Mitchell we Schwartz. have just been canceled. <laughs> Mitchell Schwartz. This kind of sounds like Deshaun Jackson's agent. Am I right? Uh, he's definitely a Super Bowl champion offensive tackle. <laughs> <laughs> and a hell of a mahjong play, am I right? <laughs> All right guys, Mahjong's well, a Chinese game. Do they? Uh, is that a? Do the Jewish play a lot of mahjong? I didn't know that. Who was the first person to be canceled? Like, rec- like in Jesus Dixie by the, the Jews. One hundred percent. It's what? The Dixie Chicks. Uh, they got canceled <laughs> yeah. for moderately <laughs> insulting George W. Bush. Like yep. that's the thing. Cancel culture typically is wielded <laughs> by the right. They just claim like nobody, nobody on the right has really been canceled for saying shitty things. Like sometimes they've been canceled for like breaking the law. That's because their fan base is behind them on those things. Exactly. They, they're willing to coalesce around it. So usually the people getting canceled are the ones on the left who go out of line because the left eats its own. Or you get the Dixie Chicks who bit the hand that fed them by insulting a Republican president. Yep. And uh, Sloss, friend of the show, Daniel Sloss, has a great joke about that where he talks about he could he has to be as liberal as the person he's talking to because they make him yeah. a checklist. They're like, are you, uh, uh, you know, uh, pro-gay marriage? Like, of course, absolutely. Everybody, I believe anyone should be able to get married and enjoy, you know, the, the benefits of all that. Uh, are you uh, pro uh, choice? Absolutely. A woman's body is her body. She will do whatever she wants with it. Stand by uh, for me just the, a second, Brad. Yeah. Uh, Twitter notification just came through that a judge barred federal agents from arresting journalists at Portland protests. So at least there's been a step. I thought they were not allowed to be arrested anyway if they're press. Uh, uh, did you see in Washington where they got punched in the face with a camera? Like it's been happening a bunch. Like they aimed peppers, like uh, the pepper balls, at journalists who. I'm just saying, it's already illegal. If they're gonna do it, they're gonna do it. If it's illegal, it's illegal. They're still gonna do it. Yeah, probably. Sorry, Daniel Sauce is really funny. Go, I'm yeah, so go Brad back to the funny bit. Versus no, the da- wait, no, Dan, no. <laughs> of all people, you should know. You can't just cut it. That the, that Twitter, that Twitter notification of. They're they're not allowed whatever the I don't even know what the fuck it was something with journalists journalists are not gonna be arrested for tr- throwing people in their van 
No, uh, a judge said, a federal judge yeah, said that, that journalists right. cannot be no, arrested Finch, by the federal. Finch, we were close enough. But then, you know of all people, you can't cut in the middle of a joke and then be like, okay, yeah, to be continued. No, no, that was a I don't know, man. You had a really killer intermission at your show in Franklin. Uh, <laughs> that was him just waiting for no, people to but, laugh. But Dan, no, that's exactly his point. Like, you can't cut right where it's funny and then go back to it and expect people to pay attention and laugh. <laughs> that's true. I only do one show a night. <laughs> Can we do a Mount Rushmore of who we would cancel? Oh, I like that. Let's oh, guess. Let's oh, do like that. Writing it down one, so we remember. One person who doesn't seem to be able to get canceled is uh, Iron Mike Tyson. Just made news recently. He is going to make a return to the ring. Uh, who is he going to fight? Is it Roy Jones Jr.? Roy Jones Jr., yes. Okay. Yes. I, when I saw that first, I thought it was Roy Wood Jr., and I was like, that doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> That would be a great fight. No, no. it wouldn't. We'd watch a man get murdered. Yeah, but then there'd be an open spot. <laughs> uh, they are 54 years old for Mike Tyson and 51 years old for Roy Jones Jr. Ah, do you think the, his youth will uh, pay off? <laughs> no. Look, I'm 38. I, I guarantee you I would get my tail whooped by both of those dudes. Yes. Real quick. Okay, yeah, but we're not speaking about us fighting them. It's all. It's also an exhibition match, so you know, no one. Well, yeah, I don't think it's gonna be for a title. It, it could be. Shit. Does anyone know? I I thought I saw there was an undercard fight with uh, Logan Paul on that. Logan Paul? Make him fight Mike Tyson. That's that the dude Breaking Bad. No, that's, no, that's Aaron, Aaron Paul. Paul. Logan, no, Logan Paul's a, a racist YouTuber. weird kid on YouTube. Screech versus Horshack again. Nate Robinson is going to fight Jake Paul, by the way. Oh, the, Jake the, is his brother. Yeah, Nate Robinson, the basketball player, is going to fight Jake Paul on the undercard of the Tyson Roy Jones. He was Dwight Howard's kryptonite. <laughs> or green jersey to represent that. Has anybody heard how much the, the purse is going to be for the exhibition fight between the, the... A billion and a half dollars. Isn't it weird they call it a purse? Well, back in the days, like the medieval times, men carried a purse with their coins, right? Wasn't it? That's, that's, that's what they called it. Boxing was invented, Finch. Bro, they, you don't boxing think they, had, since... they had boxing then? Not like where they're promoting it and going, here's the purse. Yeah, that's exactly. Have you never seen a knight's tail? <laughs> he had a trophy from that. It was made of gold. It's a weird right. thing, though. It's just like, yeah, these two guys are going to beat the hell out of each other, and whoever's the bigger badass and beats the hell out of the other guy more wins this purse. And a belt. It's a Michael Kors. And a belt. Yeah, we're accessorizing. It's like a, a, That's just, right. they got a, a great-ass haberdashery right here in the back for all the dudes that win the, Who's the fights. Who's going to welterweight compact? I have a question, though, about something that just came up. Um, as a black man... Um, um, Dan, I can't answer that, Rob. Answer this question. <laughs> you brought up a nice tale. That is the only movie in my life I have walked out of. Really? <laughs> like, really? That's the one with Heath Ledger? Yeah. 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 And they're doing we will, we will. Did you think was it was like, a? So, did you think it was going to be like an authentic medieval? It it was definitely a, a, a parody. parody type film. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, I just was, didn't expect to hear Queen <laughs> in the beginning. It was like, That's like a non-authentic uh, Canterbury Tales. It was like loosely based on Canterbury Tales. That's why Chaucer was in there. And at the end said, I'm going to have to write all this down. And then it was modernized based after the Romeo and Juliet movie uh, with Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. So it was like that same type of vibe. And then they just sprinkled in some jousting. And the cast, the cast on that movie was incredible. Oh, yes, it was. After name, watching it again, uh, you had Alan Tudyk, like it was a killer cast. Like, I, I loved that movie unapologetically. It was a very fun flick, and just the cast—they're all exceptional actors. So just watching them work was amazing. Has anybody watched the the series on Netflix? Correction on Amazon Prime. Uh, Golly, I can't remember what it was called. Great, what great. It was the one where World War II was won by the, the Axis and... Oh, that's uh, The Man in the High Castle. Yeah, has anybody I, seen I didn't that? watch the show, but I read the book, and the book okay. was great. Yeah, I agree. Uh, the, the, it's Hold not on. the enemy. The villain in A Knight's Tale is the man who played John Smith in uh, Man in the High Castle, and that effed me up really bad because I was like, I've seen that guy before. I've seen that guy before. I IMDb'd it about three quarters of the way through the movie, and then I couldn't look at him any different. Uh, he was John Smith now in A Knight's Tale. It was weird. How many of those books have you read, Finch? Which books? The Man in the High Castle. Oh, just the first one. You read the I first st- book. You read the book. Yeah, I read it because I started watching the film, not the I don't film, but the, uh, the Amazon Prime thing. I was... Listen, I was not working at the time, so I had a lot of time. You never work. You don't have a job. Let's not talk about it. Let's move on. Okay. I know that Finch can read because he types things in the group chat. Like I, I, I trust that Finch reads books. No, it's text to speech, man. <laughs> they were audio books, but don't be mad. All right. So I think the thing that's going to get us canceled is talking is spending this much time on 2001's A Knight's Tale. Uh, <laughs> Thanks for looking that up for us, Brad. We appreciate it. was a very it. topical biopic. I yeah. just had to ask that question just for because like that is the only movie I looked at the at the woman I was with like yeah let's just she was like yeah let's go. I was <laughs> I felt like an asshole when Heath Ledger died. Like like everybody wants to go crazy about Heath Ledger and I'm like. I actually walked out on one of your fucking movies, so I really can't just like go in on the. I'm You're the reason. Cancel Rob. I, I even after novels. he died, I turned off Imaginarium of Doctor Parnassus. Like, <laughs> so I, I think that I'm one worse than you because he was already dead, and I'm like, you know what? I can't finish watching this fucking movie. That's, that's good. I I did that with. I walked out of Aquaman. Um, I saw it when I was on the road, and I met this girl on Tinder. She went with me as a date, and she's one. She stayed. She's like, oh, I gotta finish it. And I, I literally like it was the part after they were bringing him back after he had got stabbed or whatever. And I leaned over to her and I go, I just want you to remember, he still has to fight an entire war. <laughs> and then I walked out and I sat out there, and she came out. And she was like, oh, she's like, I'm kind of tired now. I was like, hey, yeah. Yeah, how'd it feel? Is it worth it? She's like, yeah, but I finished it. I, it's the only movie I've walked out. Have you guys, besides Rob's hatred of uh, Heath Ledger, have you guys walked out of a movie? Van Helsing. The, what? Yeah, and like what was the reason? 25 minutes into it, I was more bored. Yeah, 
I was more bored than anything I had ever seen in my life. I still have never gone back and watched it. But like the first 25 minutes of that movie are the most boring shit ever. Finch? I was 18 years old and had an opportunity to go to the movie theater and watch a, a movie that had come out in the... Uh, a few decades earlier. My God, we don't need your backstory on the movie, what you got from the snack bar, and whether you had to pee or not beforehand, and you had to make that decision. Do I just He wait? puts the milk duds in the popcorn. Uh, so they uh, So I say that to say the- this. Listen, listen, shut up. Okay, listen. <laughs> I left that movie, the first movie. I'm glad I left it because I oh, went yes. into another theater. Like what movie was it? Movie section. And I started, it started right at the beginning. I watched Kings of Comedy. It was great. What movie did you walk out of? That was oh, the question. I don't even like saying the title because I'm still kind of scared of it, but it's called The Exorcist. Did you walk you out, walked you out of The Exorcist? Yeah, after she came down the stairs. in the 1980 something. I told you it was play. It was uh, they were playing it again. It was like a throwback. Yeah, it was like an October. I exactly you. said that. I said I had an opportunity to go oh, watch a film that had been played before. went and saw the Kings of Comedy. It's like how the drive-in right now is playing old-ass movies because no movies are coming out. So like Labyrinth and Kill Bill One and Two are up on there. Right. <laughs> I, uh, that I was kind of fucked me up when I was a kid too. <laughs> When I was 12, I walked out of Jurassic Park Lost World. Like, <laughs> at 12, I was like, this is a shit movie. Oh, that's like, I don't want to waste... Like, I'm mad that I spent my allowance on this fucking movie. Good flick. No. Lost World? Yeah, Lost World was trash. Yeah. The first, the first Jurassic Park is the only really good one. The third one is okay. But that, like, I don't understand how... People keep wanting these movies to get made because they've had but one and three quarters good movies out of five now. <laughs> well, to be fair, Super Mario Brothers was good, and so was the third one, but the second one was garbage. It's oh, I thought you were Super Mario's Brothers. No, the, movie. the second one wasn't supposed to be a Mario game. Yeah, like, but most Mario games have been pretty great. There was just one miss, Absolutely. and it wasn't supposed to be a Mario game. Right. So you know what movie I watched the entire thing, and after I was done, I shut the laptop that somebody had let me borrow to watch the movie, and I said, I want my two hours of life back, Napoleon Dynamite. What is your deal? What about Napoleon Dynamite? Scared of of the Exorcist, doesn't like Napoleon Dynamite. It was a garbage movie. Why didn't you like it? Why didn't I like it? It was dumb. (laughs) That was the point. What was dumb about it? Yeah. What wasn't dumb about it? That's not an answer. You're I like you're like my son so when I asked him what he could see. This is called food. deflection. Okay, you know what? Uh, yeah. Have you ever heard Bob Hoskins? Uh, yeah, he played Smee on Hook. He was asked. <laughs> and let me guess, you didn't like Hook either. Hook was exceptional. I loved Hook. I hated Hook because the food was fake. Rufio, Rufio, Rufio. When asked, what is the worst job you've done? What has been your biggest disappointment? If you could edit your past, what would you change? Super Mario Brothers, Super Mario Brothers. I wouldn't do Super (laughs) Mario Brothers. That movie was so fucking bad in that. Another, 
amazing cast. Yeah. And that movie was just so bad. Like, holy shit, man. You know what my answer to those questions would be? What is the worst job you've done? Franklin, what has been your dis- biggest disappointment? Finch. And if you could edit your past, what would you change? Sending Finch a message asking to be on the show. Wow, even even more than your special recording in February. And Mario Brothers. You look like you could be a, a, a Mario brother. I look more like Luigi. Well, his name is Mario. It's Luigi Mario and Mario Mario. Mario Mario. Mario. So they on, are man. the Mario brothers. They are the mother fucking Mario All right, brothers. Let's get into this. I, I'd like to point out that Rob has not said anything in a long time. He's just been looking at all of us with a very disappointed face. Yeah, because you just talked about a whole bunch of movies. I'm like, I'm not watching this shit. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like white people shit. Exactly. Just blame you. I have a question for Brad, though. This is like out of my own just kind of like um, curiosity because Dance I thought Super about Super Mario this. Brothers. What? <laughs> I've always wondered what would it be like to be a comic on the road with Tinder? Like, how has that been for you, my friend? Um, I have to ask a comic who's on the road and then get back to it. <laughs> no, 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 no. You no, just no, admit just, it. It's great. I use it to get people to come out to my shows to get the ladies out there to the shows. I'm like one of those like reverse uh, snap, like premium Snapchat girls, except for I'm just pitching a comedy show. You give them tickets, so do you make them buy them? It depends. Depends, depends if they match what? back. Hold on, I don't want to get canceled. Uh, <laughs> it's not like you're on the road anyway. No, it depends on if the club will give me free tickets or not. Yeah, right. <laughs> I can't just demand things. I gotta call ahead of time and say please and th- th- think of a bunch of times. And make sure that you can get in for free. Yeah, I gotta make sure I'm in. Yeah, I know. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if Saga Tech Michigan made me buy a fucking ticket. Those cheap sons of bitches. I'll say something shitty about them. <laughs> Is that uh, that funny business room? Yes. The one that uh, shows you how much they charge for tickets and in the summertime sells out every show at $25 a ticket and then has the nerve pay you $125 and uh, give you a bill for bottled water and a Red Bull? I featured there there for a non-comic. He was a a musician. And I got paid $75 as the feature. And no hotel. No hotel. Now, thankfully, it's not as far from me as it is for you. It was only like an hour and 45-minute drive for me. But I featured, and the only reason it was worth it at all is because I sold a bunch of merch. Like... 75 bucks for... Were you there this summer? Yeah, oh yeah, it was a summer gig. Um, yeah, see, I did one one time when it was the Townies. Never again. Oh, that sounds like a fucking nightmare, dude. Yeah, it, it was. Um, all right, so... Do we Speaking have... of comedy. Yeah, do we have music? So, uh, what is it called, by the way? The, uh, here, if, if you don't live in Indianapolis, and even if you do, you probably aren't aware of this. Nobody knows, nobody cares anymore. There is going to be a contest going on at Helium, Indy's Funniest. Um, it is a uh, 
a sham because all comedy contests are shams, but we needed content. So we have a... Uh, <laughs> we could have just talked about more movies that Rob's never seen. <laughs> got a tender match. <laughs> you invite her to your show? Uh, so See, I really thought you were going to get into really all comedy, not as a sham, but all comedy as subjective. So you had a great time, uh, opportunity to plug your show, and you didn't do it. No, because that's the end of the show. That's how we end the show. Also, oh. Finch, probably the last place we need to plug the show is, is on the, the show. If people are in the middle of this, the show. know what the show is. I was once in a Jack in the Box, and they played a Jack in the Box commercial over the radio, and the girl I was dating's kid said, we're already here. At five, he knew that shit was stupid. <laughs> was he drinking apple juice that day, Dan? Uh, he had gotten a little bit of my whiskey. Uh, I, was not a, I was not a good stepfather figure. <laughs> so right. here's what's going on. So it is, uh, let's 67. see. 67. 67? Yeah. Uh why the fuck are there so many people on my goddamn showcase? Uh, 67 comedians. Uh, and Dan, you're not taking part in this. Uh, I'm going to tell you that I, I think there's a couple people across the board no, who have a shot to win contest. it all. I meant in the oh, contest. Oh, no, the contest, yeah. He thought yeah, no, you meant uh, the conversation. Hopefully contribute something to the segment. Uh, no, I, uh, I was in it last year, and I got two really good clips and I got uh, work through the club. So I've got no shot at winning the thing. So I'm not going to waste my time or any other comics time when I got what I wanted out of last year's already. Like I worked for the club and I got clips out of it. If I've got no shot at winning, even though I walk in there knowing I'm not going to win, it's still going to hurt my fucking feelings when I don't. So I'm just not going to bother. And uh, even though I've actually already worked for the club, I'm doing this contest to hopefully work for them again because <laughs> i'm like yeah you can't not book me if um if i'm indy's funniest what club is it helium we could say their name oh you know we, we i like think helium. you already said that i'm sorry and so these prelims will start next tuesday uh they ran tuesday and wednesday so next tuesday july 28th and then july 29th and then the following tuesday august 4th that is going to be my showcase night so uh if you're listening to this hopefully Finch will have it out by then, and uh, come out to the show. Well, you show. already said next Tuesday, which means I have to have it up before Tuesday. Two Tuesdays from now. No, you said the 28th, right? That's the Not first. yours, I know, but the first, yeah. Yeah, mine He is, doesn't uh, give a shit if anybody goes to the other ones. Yeah. I don't, yeah. <laughs> trying to stack my crowd and get through this first round, and then it's all judges. That's fair. And I don't give a fuck if anybody comes after that. Or shows up to the show. Um, then we have Wednesday, August 5th. And then the last week, the last week will be August 11th to 12th. Uh, so let's start here with, I guess, should we go through each I, night? I can run down the nights real quick, like who's going to be on each night, and we can just go. Let's, let's go one by one then. Like yeah. run down who's there night one. Everybody, will, you know. I think we should put some money on this. I think we should do like a like an act like a March Madness pool, and just whoever gets closest. That requires I work. Hold on. Don't care enough to do that. <laughs> and Robin Finch don't know most of these people. I don't either. All right, so I'll start a Google spreadsheet. I'll put everyone's picks in it, and then I'll do the work later. So Dan, you don't you don't do like when you do a March Madness bracket, you 
gone through and uh, seen what Iona has for the tournament this year? I uh, I don't do brackets very often. Basketball is not a sport <laughs> yeah. like, that I care about that much. Uh, but when I have done like work pools and stuff, then I'll definitely at least look into it so I've got a semi-educated guess. Uh, okay, could you just do it for the sense of content and okay. to fill? I, I'm going to fucking think, participate. I just think it's yeah. dumb. I'll I do lots of things that I think are dumb. Okay. Well, what do we you guys it. think? Like butt stuff. A okay. friendly dollar? <laughs> yeah, a dollar. I'm down for a dollar. Dollar per round. One hundred. <laughs> Do you really want to do this? Because I'll start per researching pick. and I'll have my picks. Per pick. <laughs> Dollar Mark's, so Mark's going to look like a damn uh, horse race researcher with a fucking newspaper out and circling <laughs> shit and pencil and everything else. So every night, uh, except for August 4th, my night will be 11 comics. Our night will be 12. So here's the thing. Three comics advance. Uh, per night? Is it three? It was four in the prelims last year. No, three, they said. Okay. Who won last year? Dion Curry, right? Oh, yeah, Dion Curry won last year. He's a funny yeah. dude. He is. And I thought, I think uh, Alex Price finished third. And someone I don't know finished second. So let's start with uh, the first night. Okay, so on Tuesday, July 28th, it is Maxwell Tidley, Trent Mabry, uh, Nick Zondervan. Patrick Murray, Donald Gibson, Sarah Hemmerschbach, uh, Mr. and me, these people with their names, uh, Marley Kerr, Peter Hines, Jared Barnhart, and Ty Dixon. That's, that's like 19 letters slammed together. It's like four different names, man. All right. Now this night, uh, I am going to pick Trip Mabry, Patrick Murray, and Peter Hines. Because those are the three I know. <laughs> Anybody else? All yeah, right. I'm picking. What's the last dude? Ty. Ty Dixon. Yeah, he's gonna he's gonna take first. Uh, the Sarah with the H last name is gonna take second. She's very funny. And so who's I mean, the third? Third pick. Uh, Murray probably. Patrick Murray. Dan. I uh. I got Trent and Patrick, like you do, Brad, and then I, I struggled on the third one. I'm going to go with a Dark Horse out of South Bend, Max Tidy. Ah. Or as Mark calls him, Tiddly. I, oh, it looks like there's an L on my screen. <laughs> Shut up. Rob? Uh, we're finished. Okay. <laughs> Mark? Great, great content here. I love it. Uh, I went... <laughs> I went with uh, Patrick. I think he's absolutely hilarious. I went with Pete Hines, and I also went with Trent. Okay, now hold on. There's one person that I honestly was kind of tempted to pick, and it's Mysterami, because usually somebody that has a nickname has the biggest group of friends that comes out to the show. Do you want to pick one of your picks? also usually has some sort of music cue for their set. <laughs> you want to change one of your picks? No, I'm going to stick with the three, but that's uh, don't be surprised if you see Mysterimi uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, and by the way, let's do this like, you know, we should be breaking these down and just, oh, there's a man shot. What? 
there's a citizen app citizen apple we need to do those more of those too oh i like god I like. they're so bad so is there anybody is there anybody coming from st louis or um detroit in, in I, I think you have to be an indiana resident to participate okay. like you have to have an indiana address to do the contest in indiana because helium is the chain so if you want to do one of their others, you got to be in one of their other states. Okay. All right. That, okay. Because my experience is anytime somebody came in from St. Louis or Detroit, they usually won for something. Oh, they're going to burn the place the fuck down. Yeah. Like if, exactly. you're, if you're willing to drive five hours for a comedy contest, you know that you're good. Careful. <laughs> 2020, burn the place down. Careful. Oh, my God. <laughs> so anyways, police have established a crime scene near East Washington and Pennsylvania. Uh, man shot. Okay, so, uh, Mark, who did you, you already made your pitch, right? Rob, yeah. why did you look out the window? <laughs> <laughs> I went Trent tri- 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 being Alright, you both talked over each other. What was that? I went Trent Peter Patrick. Oh, okay. Alright, preliminary night two. Uh, this is July 29th. It is Jonah Brook, Peter Frederick Wallace, Sarah Pugh, Stephen Riley, Gwen Sunkel, Tyson Cox, J.D. Stump. Uh, Keith Evans, Terrence Reed, Cam O'Connor, and Jetta V. All right. Uh, I'm going to break this down. Are we sure down. it's not Jetta 5? Like, it, might sure? it might be Jetta 5. All right. I'm going to break this down. Um, I say you got to really watch out for Peter Frederick Wallace. Usually any comic that's using all three of their names, uh, <laughs> you know, they're not messing around. And, I mean, there's a there's got to be a reason she want, he wants us to know about that Frederick. So I look forward to seeing how that, you know, uh, manifest itself uh tyson cox he's a veteran he's been in the indianapolis scene for a while he knows that stage uh he's been there before he's uh he's gonna act like he's been there before as well tyson cox is a guy you don't want to count out gwen sunkel uh she's ha- big in the trans community and i don't mean that uh in any other way other than the drag queens love her she's uh, a staple over there so she's probably gotten a lot of performing time during this pandemic you got to think maybe that holds a little bit of an advantage over some of the other guys who are going to be walking up onto the stage a little rusty. Uh, and again, yeah, Jetta, Jetta the fifth. Uh, I haven't seen the first four Jettas, but I look forward to seeing what the fifth installment uh, has planned for the big night, uh, July 28th. Uh, but I think overall, I'm going to have to go with uh, Wins Uncle, uh, Stephen Riley, and Tyson Cox, because again, those are just the three names that I know. I'm also doing the three names that I know, uh, Gwen Sunkel, Tyson Cox, and uh, Cam O'Connor. Oh, I didn't see Cam. Yeah, Cam's Cam's great. I think Cam will put a, I feel Cam like put a pretty uh, impressive showing up. Cam what? Cam will put a pretty impressive showing up, I think. Uh, Cam is one of the people that runs the Sunday show, so he's still been able to get some stage time. Uh, Tyson as well. I'm not sure about Gwen uh, during this, but I just know that Gwen's a pro, and so she's, yeah, like you said, she's going to act like she's been there before. So the, those are the three names Tyson that I know, but I'm also confident there. about those. Dan, what? I think it was Tyson Cox who acted like he had been there before. Oh, yeah, no. Tyson made the finals last year. He's definitely been there before, but I think Gwen will do the same thing, act like she's been there before, because I know that she's a pro. All right. Uh, mark your picks. Uh, I went with Gwen Tyson and Sarah. Uh, Gwen and Tyson I have seen multiple times, and I picked Sarah because uh, that's the person I picked. (laughs) Bitch. Tyson Cox, Keith Evans, Terrence Reed. 
Hyphen Keith Terrence. Rob. What Dan said. <laughs> I don't know any. The only person I know is Cam O'Connor. Dan, Brad, do you remember the night I met Cam O'Connor? Oh, was shit. It like, yeah, that was, not, that was not a good first introduction. No, it was not. It was not. I Yeah, it was going to get ugly. And Brad went to Cam and told Cam and said, yeah, you don't want to fuck with him. <laughs> I was like, I, he's like, you need, I was like, you need to get back a little bit, too. You're a little too close. A little too close! No, you Brad cannot follow him. great time smiling, and we realized that I had, like, some heat towards Cam. <laughs> you don't, you don't want to fuck with him. Like, was uh, offline, I'm going to need to know this backstory. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. It, it'd be great. Yeah. Um, I don't know any of these people, but I, what Dan said. Just to say this, it started as most stories do, at uh, a videotaping for a uh, video for to send to a comedian with cancer. All right, third night. Oh, I thought it was like most stories that start out. I thought it was most stories start out at a videotaping for Brad's special that no one's ever going to see. Can we drop that? It was like 15 stories, and they all ended with, and then we went home. So uh, Tuesday, August 4th, um, it is the 12 comic night. So there is uh, Jackson Janowitz, Sandra Edgel, P. Rez. I cannot read that. It is so blurry. Can anyone read that? Soli Ali, Brad Scott, Chad Harvey, uh, Derek James. Derek James, Nate Robinson, Lexi Madrid, K. Dizzo, Daniels, Alex Price, and Will Schott. So Nate yeah. Robinson is going to do comedy one month and then fight the undercard of <laughs> Tyson the next month. And then beat Dwight Howard in a dunk contest after that. <laughs> He's kryptonized. Um, this is a this is a, this is a stacked loaded lineup. We've got Perez. Anytime you know 45 steps down to to do a set, it's something that's gonna have all eyes uh, watching. Chad Harmon sounds like a comedian. Uh, uh, Derek James I do know and is very funny. Uh, as is Nate Robinson, Lexi Madrid. I think we have this is the most competitive night I think on the of all the slates. All right, my top three is gonna be Derek James. Nate Robinson, and in first place will be uh, Lexi Madrid. Uh, Madrid. Right. Don't think they do places on these nights. I think it's just the first three to advance. But uh, Dan, your picks. Uh, are we doing where we don't pick you? Or uh, no, 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 we said dealer's choice. Uh, I, I'm going to go with the three. I, I know a few people on this list, but the three that I think who are most likely to advance are uh, Brad, Lexi Madrid, now it's Price. Mark? Uh, I went with Brad, Sandra, and Alex. Uh, I saw Sandra on a showcase, and she was really funny. Rob? What Mark said. What Mark said? <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, and Finch, contrary to your little joke, joke's on you. I don't have to be funny. I'm getting a shitload of people to come out and vote. Uh, who was your third person, Finch? Um, Derek, Lexi, and... Uh, Brad. Oh, Nate. You know, yeah, you said Nate. No, Nate. Now hey, so on top of that, just so you know, I went to uh, Helium Comedy's page and I clicked on the Indies Funniest because I just kind of wanted to see what they were promoting with. And guess who is first on the list? Subjective Comedy Podcast. 
It's alphabetical. Hey, look at that oh, no. guy. <laughs> it's not alphabetical. I tried that and no, disproved my I, own theory. Because Alex Price would be above it. Of course, they need to throw the moneymaker up there. Uh, right, I'm picking, going with Red? myself. Lexi. Yeah. Alex Price. Okay. That was a tough decision over Nate Robinson. I think that's a, a safe pick. All right. That's so it. August 5th, uh, KB, Nathan Goodnight, Ben Palazzi, Ryan Ross, John Cupo, uh, Katie Hetledge. Hetledge, thank you. Zane Zadie, Jimmy Medina, Emma Mitchell, Blake Champlin, and Nick Nyber. All right, this is yet another loaded lineup. KB, any comedian that uses initials, you know, is trying to say very, very uh, value, you know, very efficient on time. So you're going to get a lot of very efficient short jokes. Uh, ben Polizzi, huge social media presence, huge following, yeah. uh, very beloved figure in Indianapolis. Ryan Ross literally works at Helium. I mean, you want to talk about somebody who knows the inside. Oh, is Ryan that, is that Ryan? Who, that is. Is that Ryan with the beard? Yes. Okay, then I'm going to uh, yeah, yeah. Wisconsin with me, and he did great. So uh, you got to, you know, he's he's a guy you could you could easily see in the finals. Um, again, because whether he advances or not, he's probably have to work that night. So you're definitely gonna probably <laughs> see, You'll see him at the finals. At the finals, one way or another. Uh, and then you know, Katie Hetledge, uh, part of uh, Indy's comedy power couple, if I'm not mistaken. I believe she is uh, dating yep. Joe Bates. Uh, and then you have Zane Zadie, one of my favorite comedians. Um, you know, watch watch your watch your racial slurs around that guy, eh? Uh, Zane Zadie, uh, he could be a, a sneaky pick to go all the way this year. Who are you starting with, Brad? I'm gonna go Ben Polizzi, Ryan Ross, Zane Zadie. I uh, I think Ben. Ben's a really likable guy, really high energy, big smile. I think that he's going to bring uh, bring a lot of heat in the prelims. I also uh, feel like it's, he's going to bring a lot of 22-year-old girls who like the song Hot, uh, was a Hot Girl Anthem. Probably, yeah. But I also think that based on the people that I know from this lineup, there's a lot of funny people on here, but they're all a little bit lower energy. So I think Ben's going to stand out uh, in that way. So Ben's definitely on my list. Uh, I had Katie do a guest spot on a show recently that I that I was running, and she fucking killed it. Like Katie, I've always thought she was funny, but she she crushed it the other day. So I'm, I've got I've got Ben, Katie, and then Zane because when Zane shows up to play, he's he's really really good. Like Zane Zane can't be touched when he's in the zone. Mark, uh, I I changed my pick because I didn't know that that was that Ryan. So Ryan, you're like, I didn't know it was that Zane. No. (laughs) So. Oh, Zane. That one. Oh, yeah. Zane. Zane was my uh, my surefire pick. And then Ryan, I think, is hilarious. And then I went with KB just because anytime you're brave enough to go by two initials on stage, I'm voting for you. Bitch. Uh, my picks are exactly the same as Dan's. I like Ben's energy. Katie's funny as hell. And Zane is a ringer. Rob. What Brad said. (laughs) (laughs) Um, all right. 
I'm gonna be pissed when Rob wins the whole fucking thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the old lady in the NCAA pool. <laughs> I just nothing. like their uniform colors. <laughs> Mark, who's up August 11th? August 11th, we got George Takario. Tallarico. Uh, Tallarico. Sorry, it. I can't tell I's and L's on this screenshot. Apparently C's and R's where they are. <laughs> you you can read it. Go ahead. Uh, Michael Whitslet, uh, Lisa Sears. <laughs> Look, I've messed up like 19 names before There's today. No, the next one is the easy one. Lisa he Sears. He doesn't usually drink, man. Like yeah. He's drinking for the first time in all of our recordings so far. Give him a pass. In all of the time Brad's known me. Um, you did shots with me in Franklin, but that was partially just because it was Franklin. <laughs> uh, Matthew Portner, Frank C., Grant Weber, Hannah Roshline, uh, David Brooks, Cole Ranson, Mitchell Potts, and Nolan Miller. Let's start with uh, Finch. Tallarico, because he's funny. And Potts. Because I don't know him at all. And then Frank C. Because his last name is a letter. But <laughs> it's not. Because it it's C-E-E. Like how do you spell C? C-E-E. I didn't know. I thought you just write C. Well you could also go S-E-A. Or, or S-E-E. That's a lot of ways to spell C. Or F-U. Nope. That's spell C. Spells foo. Alright. Dan. I'm going to do something a little bit different for this round. And instead of picking three, I'm just going to Babe Ruth it over here. And I'm going to call Dave Brooks to win the tournament. Yeah. <laughs> I don't give a shit who else advances from that night. David Brooks for the win is what I'm calling. You have, you have David Brooks taking your tournament. Who else? Doesn't even matter who else from that night. Okay. <laughs> well, technically, just... it wouldn't matter from anyone else from any other night. But again, for the sake of content, Dan, will you just give us two more? Fuck, I don't know. Cole and Mitchell. <laughs> I don't know who Cole is, and Mitchell is the name under Coles. <laughs> I'm gonna go uh, with. I'm gonna go Hannah Sears, David Brooks. As funny uh, as Mitchell Potts is, I don't think, I don't think, I can't see him really, I don't know, I can't see him really like, and I could be wrong, but I don't see him as the type that's really going to care that much to promote, to get people out. So I just don't think he'll have enough votes from, because again, the first round is judged by the audience. But I mean, again, I didn't bring that many people last year and I made it to the semis because I just, I had enough of Lisa's friends that liked me, enough of, uh, Bob Strasma's people that liked me, just like enough people were on board with my set across demographics that I still advanced. So it's not David it, Dan West. <laughs> that's fair. I, I was trying to be kind and be you know what? Nice I, uh, support I'm someone. Just, <laughs> I'm just, uh, I'm just like I don't trust, I don't trust people to like me. So I'm just, I'm stacking it with people that I'm, uh, you know, making go and <laughs> like you for. I am going to go Dave because you guys believe in him. Hannah because he has some Twitter so posts funny. that I, I agree with. And um, George, whatever his last name is, because he has a lot of hot chicks on his Instagram page. That's right. So apparently I got to follow George on Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> if you're a hot chick, you should. 
So right. last night. My, no, I, so I don't get to pick for group five. Cool. Um, I don't think it's a surprise to any of you guys that David and Hannah were uh, picks for me and then Nolan as well because I think Nolan is funny and I think that he can get a room of people on his side when needed so alright and the last night the last night really really South Bend heavy night a lot of comics from South Bend are coming down for this one is August 12th the August 12th Yep. And so that night it is Jenny Rodriguez, Joe Bates, Mr. Avery Sanders, Joe Tidd, uh, Michael Banks, Sarah Huntington, Griffin Scara, Randall Benjamin, Fart. Faragatora. Thank you. Uh, Dean Jernigan. 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 And John Krantz. All right. The final night of the preliminaries is going to wrap up. It's just an insane, stacked lineup of talent. I mean, Jenny Rodriguez, she's trying to prove she's not just Jenny from the block. Uh, Mr. Avery Sanders, he he has earned that title, Mr., by being born a male. He wants you to address it and give it the respect it deserves. <laughs> I think Battle of the Joes is going to be very interesting. You have Joe Tid, Joe Bates, and then, I mean, John Krantz is close enough, so I feel like we could throw him in that group as well, so... Uh, it's going to be kind of a, a death match, you know, if you will. Sarah Huntington, uh, she is uh, one of two females on the lineup. And, uh, I mean, don't... Farai is also female. Don't, don't, oh, okay. So the three females. <laughs> lady loaded lineup here uh, to close out the prelims. I wonder well, if I, that's why Mr. Avery put Mr. on his name. Yeah, because Avery is generally a... Yeah. And now then, I know who uh, my Mount Rushmore person is that we're going to cancel. Don't say Shira. Yeah. He's got a hard to pronounce name. It looks like it's Skiara, but Griffith Shira is coming to play. And uh, picks, buddy? Michael Banks. He sounds like a 90s sitcom character. He's a character. He actually from Mary sounds Poppins. like a, a child on the Mary Poppins movie. Jane and Michael Banks. This may be the night I know the least amount of people, too. I'm going to go Sarah Huntington, Griffin Shira, Jenny Rodriguez. Wow. Uh, I'm throwing Joe Bates in there. Joe, uh, I think Joe will do a really good job. Uh, I think that Sarah Huntington will also do really well. And then uh, it's hard for me to pick either Farai or Dean for that third spot. They're both out of South Bend. Farai, I find hysterically funny, but she's kind of low energy. And Dean is also a really, really funny dude, and he's a much higher energy comic, so I think that he'll probably edge her out a little bit. So I've got uh, I've got Joe Bates, uh, Sarah Huntington, and Dean Jernigan for mine. I noticed you've spoken a lot about energy with your picks from, uh, you know, from your experience in last year's contest. Is energy a big part of advancing is uh for the prelims it definitely is because you've got to like you've got to excite the crowd the crowd has to vote for you when it's just a couple of judges you can be a little bit more of a storyteller you can do a little bit more nuance to your bits but when you've got to excite the crowd like for my prelim round i told a joke that is just me breaking down the lyrics to party in the usa as the perfect campaign rally song because i knew there were a lot of uh 18 to 27 year old women in the audience and they were going to identify with that. And I told it in a really upbeat way 
because you got to engage the people in the crowd and energy is the best way to do that across demographics. That was some good breakdown. I, every now and then I know what I'm talking about. Most of the time, nope. Rob, how many comedy contests have you been in? None. <laughs> and he hasn't lost a single one of them. Undefeated, baby. A lot. Hosted a lot because I was asked to be in them, and I was like, no, I just never believed in them. So I've hosted a lot, but I've never wanted to be in the com- competition. They are a great way to get a clip and to get the club owner or booker to see your work. I've never cared about winning or advancing, me, but I've used them as a tool. Me and uh, Terry Cody, uh, he was my best friend, passed away from cancer in 2018. Thanks for bringing him up. Uh, we we used to look at those contests as like, oh, it's going to help us pay our rent because one of us is winning. <laughs> and never brought anyone. We were at that point where we never brought anyone, but literally, and there were comics that when we would show up would be like, oh, God damn it. And more because of him. But uh, I was there, too. It's like when uh, Drew Lynch and I did Helium downtown. Uh, I like to say that between the two of us, we sold out eight shows in four days. <laughs> also, I don't know if you guys know this. Between the two of us, Barry Bonds and I hit 73 home runs in one season. <laughs> well, that being said, between the two of us, we had 27 people at our special, Brad. Hey, Fitch, who's your pick for the last night of prelims? I'm going with uh, J-Rod, Sarah, and Farai. I, I only hope Netflix or somebody buys this edited piece of shit we whipped together <laughs> with the footage just to spite you with it. Just so that every time, every time, it's, it's, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to somehow fuck your algorithm up in Netflix so that's the only thing you have, you can watch. You'll, you'll try to start, you know... Uh, Floors lava, and it's not gonna be floors lava. It's gonna be my special. You're gonna just put on, uh, you know, one of the whatever movies and one of the Netflix movies, and it's gonna be my okay, special. Okay, you're done. Every, Moving on, Mark. Every fucking time. Finch, right, did Mark, you say Joe? No, I said J Rod, Jenny Rodriguez. Okay, who are your Sarah and Farai? Sarah. Okay, got it. Alex, uh, you have three females. Okay. <laughs> I didn't know if there was a reason behind that. It's just an observation, Finch. Don't get defensive. Uh, maybe because they're funny and they have <laughs> high energy, and high energy apparently gets you through the first round. He just. Oh my God! You apparently listened to half the show because Dan said Farai is a lower energy comic. Um, <laughs> that was perfect. No, 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 no. But she said he said, that was perfect. No, that she, was absolutely perfect. No, no. Yeah, where, 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 you were so confident in it too. <laughs> What do you mean? Really funny. These are all funny and high energy and complete opposite adjectives into what they (laughs) just described 10 seconds before that. Jenny's Uh, also pretty low energy. (laughs) (laughs) So to give Rob someone to pick off of, I'll give my my group as well. Uh, I went with Joe, Griffin, and Sarah. So now you have the whole whole team to pick from, Rob. I am going to go with Joe Bates because he is actually one of the few comics I've seen in probably the last 10 years. I just want to sit down and watch do comedy. I just like watching him. I'm going to go with Michael Banks because I'm lazy and I thought it was another Bates and I was just going to roll with him. But then when I looked at his picture, he almost <laughs> looks black. So he reminds me of a young Brad Scott. Um, and then Jenny Rodriguez, because on her Twitter page, she says she. Jenny Rodriguez, because she said on her Twitter page she forgot to do community service, so she might get locked up and might not be there. So it's 50 <laughs> 50. So that's my thought process. Playing the odds, gotcha. 
That's what I love about a good old-fashioned local comedy competition is you never know if you're going to advance due to somebody getting arrested. All right. Is it time for Mount Rushmore? Mount Rushmore. All right. So this Mount Rushmore is uh, who should be canceled next? No, who would you cancel? Okay. So I feel like those are not mutually exclusive statements. Like, who do we want to see get canceled next? Yeah. Yeah, I, that's what that's what it was, wasn't it, Rob? Yes. It's it's biopic and biopic, man. It's the same thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> who would you cancel? No, who do you think should be canceled, and who do you want to cancel is two different things. So it's who you want to cancel. That's true because I can say who I think should win the comedy competition and I can say who I think will, right? Yeah. What yeah. are the answers for both? And the, David Brooks. Brad. So, who um, do you want to cancel? <laughs> uh, who do I want to cancel? Uh, Chris Brown. I think it's a long time coming. <laughs> Man, you were holding a grudge. I. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently longer than Rihanna, so. Oh shit! Man. <laughs> Cancel somebody if the victim herself hasn't canceled him. Yes, because he was driving down the street, punching her in the face, and then in his apology tour, he threw a chair through a window at MTV. Nick Cannon said he didn't know what the Holocaust was. <laughs> <laughs> He, he already lost his, a bunch of his revenue source. Chris Brown has fans that are saying, he, oh, he could beat me up any day. Like, Cannon's still on Fox. Yeah, but his big revenue source was wiling out in NBC. So. Yeah, Viacom owned most of his revenue, and they cut all ties. Yeah, but Chris Brown is my answer. Mass Singer's pretty popular. All right, Chris Brown. <laughs> uh, who, who wants to go next? All right, I guess I will. Uh, I'm going to go Lexi Madrid. <laughs> that way there's one less person to compete with on August 4th. <laughs> it would be nice if you guys would do the same and go from that way. <laughs> All right, uh, Fitch? Yeah, so the mayor of Chicago. No, okay. you know what? You know what? Not her. Maxine Waters first. Who is that? She's a Democratic senator from California. Am I wrong? I don't know. It's your person. You should know who they are. All I hear is Maxine Waters did this, said this, did this, said this. She's a she's a congressperson, and I hate hearing about it. I mean, if this went political assault, I've got to look up to see what her views are. Betsy DeVos would be at the top of the list if being stupid was a criteria. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, De- Betsy DeVos's would boss be would be Betsy DeVos's boss would be at the top. All right, so listen, recent news story: Maxine Waters stopped at the scene of a traffic stop where a police officer had pulled over a a black man just to watch him, just to watch the police officer give the man a ticket, and he said, "Ma'am, you're illegally parked on the side of the road." She said, "I don't care. You can give me that ticket too." Like, it's just fucking ignorant. No, that's public safety for a black person. Yeah, I'm fine with it. I'd take that ticket. Right, but and she's say, not parked because she's still in her vehicle. Probably no, she got out of her vehicle. I think this, yeah, I actually think Fitch, the reason that she stopped and parked there was to make sure the black dude wasn't unnecessarily murdered by the police. 
Hey, I'm, I'm curious what, what the lights on top of a police vehicle do to ve- the vehicles approaching from the rear. I, I I'm curious to what the, the thing that cops usually carry right about here on their hip does to innocent people sitting in their cars during a traffic stop. I'm curious about that, too. Sure. So when so, you block the emergency lights so nobody can see that there's a cop there. You can and still another see vehicle emergency comes... lights if another car is behind them? This is the Mount Rushmore segment. How did you make it political? Because I picked a politician. I'm yeah, sorry. Why? All right. So, Finch, pick another person that's not political. Just just pick someone off the list of comics that we just read. <laughs> From August 4th, preferably. All right. <laughs> Cancel oh, Zane's be... 80. He's gonna... No! He's got a great night, Finch. That doesn't help me. <laughs> okay. Rob, who you want to get? Another minority you're going after. <laughs> I have to first, um, just out of obligation to my community, express my love for Maxine Waters. She is an <laughs> absolute warrior. She is an absolute warrior. I love Maxine Waters. Reclaiming my time. Reclaiming my time. Um, I'm going to put mumble rappers on the list, and I want I want to change mine to Rob's to answer. I want to change mine to Rob's answer. I feel like we should change all of our answers to you, Finch. <laughs> Mumble rapper specifically who, Rob? Um, Lil Pump is going to be the face of Mumble Rappers. <laughs> Lil Pump? Uh, I mean, you could, you could easily have gone with, like, a designer or... Uh, Lil Uzi Vert, or any of the other garbage rappers my son listens to. Uh, um, This is so far one of the weirdest Mount Rushmores we've ever had. We've got... got, Hold on, we got Chris Brown, Lexi Major, (laughs) Maxine Waters, (laughs) and Lil Pump. It's an amazing Mount Rushmore. (laughs) Dan... Uh, I, I think that I would like to put uh, myself up there so that then I can go and make a bunch of money doing the Fox News tour talking about how these fucking liberals ruined <laughs> everything. Uh, I can do the Owen Benjamin tour and just make a bunch of money with people that I actively hate uh, throwing money at me. So number five on there is Dan West. Uh, please catch him next week on The Blaze being interviewed by a network that thought Tommy Laren was too liberal for them. Uh, I'm very excited. What is that you said, Dan? Alex Price? That's a good choice. Or Derek James? Derek James? That's a good one. Uh, uh, wait, you wait know until, this isn't real, Brad. Wait like, until they're after, still going to be there. <laughs> I'm going to show them, like, the hell are you guys doing it? I thought you got canceled. I'm <laughs> tweeting about this right now. So um, I will actually Photoshop this Mount Rushmore after we get off the call tonight. <laughs> Can we put it on t-shirts? Can just, we please put it on a t-shirt? Just uh, just a review. We have, uh, we have Hold on, no, we have Chris Brown. We have Lexi Major, Maxine Waters, yep. Lil Pump, yep. and Dan West. <laughs> so this is going to be out on our social media probably tonight because I have nothing better to do besides drink more vodka. I've never felt so close to you, Mark. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go hit the streets and look for a lady. 
to drive. No, Brad Scott will be on the next one. Uh, to, next spot. No, what's your budget for, tonight, Brad? What, whatever <laughs> trip they're taking in his Uber, that's what he's talking about. Yeah. Sure he is. I like, to, I like to just lock the doors immediately. Uh. <laughs> Why are the, the handles missing from the inside of the back doors, Brad? Because you're not going to be able to reach them in these handcuffs. All right. <laughs> so. Fucking it, yikes. Uh. <laughs> this podcast was political. Remember, Ben fucked it up. 